Hey, beautifuls. Welcome to the gorgeous Fitness and Mimosas podcast. I have our girlfriend, Asti, with us. Welcome in, beautiful. Hello, beautiful. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so, so excited. You were, like, if I can think of a woman who wears her sexuality like a goddess on her body, that would be you. Because you're, like, oh. such a freedom and expression and agency. How would you say, I know we're talking about like pain and pleasure day, but how would you say it feels to have complete agency over your body, over your emotions, and over who you are as a woman? Oh, it's completely life-changing. And I know this because I never used to be this free in my body. I was so insecure about the way that my body looked and the way what other people thought of me. And I felt like I was just like living caged in my body Mm. and through like learning to love myself and my full sexual expression and my body. Like, what people don't understand is it's not just about, like, being free in, like, sex, but it actually gives you freedom in all areas of your life, in business, Mm. and making money, friendships, and in everything. So it really is life-changing on all levels. I think that that just sounds liberating. Mm. You know? Mm. That sounds beautiful. And I think a lot of times we think about full kind of self-sexual expression in the good times. But today I kind of wanted to take us, like... And to, I don't say the dom side of our lives, but like to this dark moments, like I, so I've been wearing blonde hair for the past two years. Um, And it's because the woman that wore blonde hair had to do a lot of really painful things. And I had this self-judgment, especially on women who have cinnamon skin tones who wore like blonde hair. I never thought I could pull it off. Um, so I knew the woman that did blonde, that wore blonde hair had to go through a lot of painful meetings, had to stand with her little brother's side with her family with a lot of heartbreaking things. And I recently switched back to the black hair, which I never thought I would. (laughs) But my joke is like, it brings the dark side out of every single woman is what I love, right? Because we all have this dark side. What would you say, and this is more concept, but what would you say like, freedom of sexual expression looks in those dark moments? Oh, well, it's like there's so many layers to this, right? There is like the dark aspect of our sexuality, the part that we don't really talk about. You see like there's so many sexuality coaches now and it's all like very love and light and like blissful, orgasmic, like radiance and it's all very feminine and like loving and we've kind of reclaimed this part of our sexuality that's very pure and innocent but there's also that dark erotic slut aspect and and element within us too like the part of us that wants to be like owned and ravished and that's the part of ourselves that we're not fully exploring yet Um, but in my own life I've also used sexuality to heal darker things that I've gone through in my own life that aren't even really relating to sex mm-hmm. so recently like losing my brother That's I think so when you're like right in, in the depth of grieving there's this there is a a, a piece where a moment where you're like not even connected to your sexuality right where you're like fully deep in the, in the shit in the thick of it you don't even you're not even considering self-pleasure like you totally disconnect from that Mm-hmm. But in the last couple of months, beginning to move back into pleasure and reclaiming that part of myself, what I've really found is that even sometimes unintentionally is when I go into pleasure and connect with orgasm and connect with my body, it really allows myself to fully crack open and actually let go of even deeper layers of grief that I didn't even know was there. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when you're connecting to pleasure and connecting to orgasm, first of all, you're like 
can, you're creating this safe space in your body where you feel loved, you feel safe, and you're fully cracked open, and you allow deeper emotions that you've maybe been suppressing to come up to the surface. And a lot of women do experience this, but we kind of get taught that sex should look all high vibe and vibrant and happy. So when we do feel like we need to express sadness or anger, usually what happens is we tend to block it down. So a lot of women will have an orgasm and then feel like they need to cry but often suppress it. But it's such a beautiful experience when you just let it come up and give yourself permission to meet any emotions that wish to arise because that's just so healing. When you're feeling all those emotions, that is where you're healing. That's where you set yourself free. That, like, so about 20 minutes from here, there's this aquifer, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's where, like, this little water little drops of water comes up from underneath the ground that's been underneath there for, like, thousands of years. And when you look at it, it, like, starts with drops of water and it goes into, like, rivers and ponds and streams and many waterfalls. But it's almost, and I think in a way kind of represents us because we have that with pain, but then we also have that with pleasure. And I remember the, it's kind of taking this two ways. I remember the first time um, I was a coworker who brought me to the streams and to be quite transparent with you, like, I didn't know what pleasure felt like or what delight felt like at that level. Like I was just spinning in this circle and laughing, but then my body shut down because it couldn't handle the feeling of not being in that much pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you just get used to it, right? You habitually begin to live at that certain level. But what I see a lot is we're being conditioned against feeling certain emotions. And we we know that we're definitely conditioned against feeling like deep sadness and anger, right? Because we don't want to be told that we're crazy or like too wild or too emotional even being women. But I think there's also a lot of shame around feeling really high vibe emotions and being too happy because then we feel like we're being too much. So often we cut ourselves off from feeling pain and then we end up cutting ourselves off from feeling pleasure. And this like spectrum of how much we allow ourselves to feel closes off at both ends. And you come to this point where you're not really feeling anything. You're feeling stuck and stagnant, numb and often depressed. And that's where a lot of people are living their lives, like not feeling anything at all. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You're totally taking this. So I, I think my method of kind of controlling everything when my life was falling apart, and in essence, our lives are always falling apart, and we can let it fall freely, that's when we can really become those streams and rivers, but I remember I took, I had my, it was my American Express card, right, I had like a few little payments left on it, and so I pre-bought coaching sessions with AJ Johnson, she, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Baby Boy, but she plays the mom in Baby Boy. And God had told her to offer $30 for 30-minute coaching sessions. And so my first session with her was literally three days after I moved out of my house. I was sitting in the Barnes & Noble's parking lot crying with her on my phone like, Miss AJ, all of my stuff is in the car. I'm in Maryland. I'm like, I don't know what to do with my life. And I pre-bought enough sessions when I was, a- when I was able to. Um, when I arrived in Texas and, you know, just packed everything in my car and just kind of moved 600 miles. And I literally lived with the sermons with Miss Sarah Jakes and my Friday sessions with Miss AJ. And that's yeah. like how I got through the first few months. And like we had this cul-de-sac kind of in our neighborhood. And I remember like I had one phone call with her and I was numb, Osti. 
And, like, yeah. I thought I had, like, healed because I've been doing all these different works and stuff. And, like, I, she would, like, talk to me. And I was literally, I sounded, like, deader than a robot. Just mm. numb. And at that point, that scared her. And she hadn't had any availability for the next week. And she's, like, I'm telling my staff right now to clear my calendar because I know that I'm the only person you're talking to and you're numb. And it wasn't yeah. until then that I knew that being numb was a bad thing. I didn't know. Actually, what I now what I now know is being numb is more uncomfortable than experiencing pain. Ooh. Pain. If you're like deep sadness, anger, grief, and you're feeling those emotions, it doesn't matter how painful they are. If you're feeling them, you know that you're alive because there's a sense of being alive in those deep painful emotions. When you're numb. You're fully, you're cutting yourself off from life. It doesn't even feel like you're fully living. Yeah. That's, that's so, yeah. And I know I share this story with you. I was at the store. I said, transfer my jobs at my store the first month. And this woman comes in from Israel, right? And she, Girl, she was fabulous. It was February. She had, I, I like, I remember people's outfits. So she had booty shorts. She had a white crop top on. She had these snow boots. She had this long, like, dark hair. Like, she was killing the game and pantyhose on. And we got to talking, and we were talking, like, she was like, what has life taught you? And I'm thinking, like, girl, you don't even want to know. And I'm trying to keep it, like, professional and stuff right and we all have our different things of course so I want this to be her laundry experience not my pain and I you know she told me life had taught her that there's so many different perspectives and because she's from Israel she loves to like meet different people different cultures and listen to their perspective and what I share with you is like life taught me that it can be really painful when the pain there can be beauty too right and she was said made the analogy well because I did this crazy thing because I myself for pain. The only way, all right, I'll just tell you the truth. So the only way I could get myself out of the suicidal thoughts was I would take a cold shower every morning. Water would go hot to cold back to hot. Because the only, oh, you said what? That's the best? <laughs> yeah, because it dropped me in my body and I only knew how to get there through the pain. So that's what I did. Yeah. You know? But she said, what if those cracks in the, and I would say this at the time, I would say, was it sparkle like a bombshell or something, fully life with champagne, right? And she would say, um, that's not it, but she would say, she told me, what if the sparks in your bottle, thinking about like the bottle of perfume, what if those are the parts where your beauty comes through? So what would you say to the person? Like, what does that bring to you? And then what would you say to this person that's scared to break because they don't think they can handle the cracks? So that's like, as I said to you before, that's been such a huge experience in my life. And what I've noticed is like, I mean, because I've, at the end of last year, I went through a breakup. So my heart had just been through like this big break and then I lost my brother. So it was like double, not that I can compare the two, but I feel like the sensation of heartbreak in my heart was very similar. And I've really noticed and really believed that through every heartbreak, you like you said, your heart cracks open and it creates these gaps for you to let more love in, right? Yes. The more that you allow yourself to experience the pain, the more you allow this free flow of energy and liberation of all emotions, right? So then your experiences of pleasure and love and beauty and gratitude are that much stronger as well. So what people often do is when they feel painful emotions, they try and block them down. 
but you can't experience some emotions with it with we can't block some emotions and experience others either you feel them all or you suppress them all so if you really allow yourself permission to feel all of the pain beyond that is just so much beauty because really essentially we're we're bringing up painful emotions so that we can sit with them so that we can release them to come back to the beautiful emotions because that is our natural state of being right is being in love and and bliss and feeling grounded and playful like all the high vibe emotions so anytime you're feeling anything that's not in alignment with that it's just your body's natural way of bringing it up so you can release it and then come back to harmony so don't be afraid of feeling the the painful emotions and suppressing them you're just going to hold on to them Mm. give yourself bring them up, cry, like smash pillows if you need to. I did lots of that throughout my healing. That really helped. But beyond any painful experience, I truly believe that it brings so much beauty to your life. It just makes you so grateful for everything that you have afterwards if you've been through something really traumatic. No, it does. Mm. Yeah, like a completely, completely different ease um, lesson, like, there is this movie called The Power of the Heart, which I think was actually made about the same people who did the Law of Attraction or something like that. And it was saying that every time your heart breaks, it grows. Mm. You know? It grows. It does. Yeah. Like, I had... Yeah. I don't, It wasn't... I guess relationship can be different things. Like, it wasn't a romantic relationship, but this very close bond with somebody. And we've been going on and off, and it kind of split, and it was almost... Everyone's situation is different, but I can just completely resonate with what you said because, all right, this sounds a little messed up, but I I was so, I literally was like ruined. It was like someone went inside of me, pulled out my heart, like turned beyond inside out, smashed to pieces, like from the death. There's not even an analogy that I can use for like how it was. And within the same day, I literally had the highest height of orgasms I had ever had in my entire life. Wow. Within the same day. Yeah. Because you're feeling, right? And feeling is living. Yeah. It just happens into your body. Yeah. yeah. Like, I do this ta- this eight-step tantra practice, and when I was, I was like... I had no idea that it felt this good to be in our bodies. Like, I know it feels good, but I was like, girl, we've been playing ourselves. Like, this is where I need to live. And you're not going to have those high orgasmic peaks while you're holding on to heavy emotion, right? So letting heavy emotion just brings you into higher peaks of orgasm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Completely, completely. Um, Alignment. You said what? It's constantly, you're just, any emotions that you're feeling, you're just constantly moving back into alignment by yeah. penduling, like you pendulum back and forth, pleasure and pain, pleasure and pain, but it's always bringing you back to center, back into harmony. I love that because it's almost like a GPS kind of in a way, back to like yeah. who you really are, right? You yeah. Know? I do feel, yeah, your psyche is constantly saying, what is it that we need to let go of to bring her right. closer to alignment? Right. Oh, the shame doesn't here. Let's let go of that. Mm. Or you want to experience high peak of orgasm. Okay, we need to release this trauma. Yeah. So you really tap back into pleasure. What do we need to release now? Layers of shame, layers of guilt. Yeah. No, completely. And, like, what I really admire about you is, like, you're so... Um, 
somewhat of my weakness, and I maybe it's my training thing or something, but I like, I like, sometimes I use pain and my anger as like my motivator, and it works so well that I can find myself stuck in that cycle of using that versus using my pleasure to kind of get to the next high point, you know, because I'm addicted to this high performance, so I know like, I just resonate with Beyonce saying, like, before her show, she just looked for someone to make her mad. That way she could put into her performance and get pissed oh, off. Oh, Right? Yeah. But, like... It, it is a powerful emotion. And I saw someone wrote something to me the other day, like, if you can't express your anger, there's no way that you can express yourself fully sexually. Because it's so wild and, like, it's like this out-of-control state that you go into. Divine rage. Yes, yeah, but what does it look like and what does it feel like to use divine pleasure instead? Divine pleasure, well this is a lot of the, a lot of the work that I teach using divine pleasure. I feel like divine rage and anger can really create change, mm-hmm. right? You fire that like warrior rest behind you that's like ready to get shit done and divine rage and anger is probably more I would say about like taking action right mm, but okay. is more about receivership so coming into pleasure using your body using orgasm as a way to tap into high vibe states to move into alignment with what you want to receive mm. Mm. but mm. yeah you can use it together that's really powerful i love that I that's love what that. i teach my i've got a course running right now called quantum sugar baby so it's all about sex magic and tapping into your inner like orgasmic self and living from this turned on place you can see women who live like this where you're like yeah. high vibe like well-fucked glow like it's in the way you move the way you talk and you become radiant radiant you become a magnet for everything right right it just like really amplifies the process especially because our sexual energy is our creative energy it is our life force energy so when you're not using it to birth babies, you can use it to birth all of your greatest dreams, visions, and desires. But when you're tapped into that energy, that's where, like, magic stems from, right? That's where you create and attract all of your, like, everything that serves you and amazing opportunities and possibilities. I love that. Oh, my goodness. So I was going to ask you this at the end. I'm going to ask you it now because <laughs> I've been following you on Instagram and your stories about your manifestations have been like <laughs> girl they have been insane yeah. like so one like how can people is the course still open how people can people find that course and then two could you share us like your top story which I know is hard because you've had so many top stories but your top story of this um so that course is actually closed right okay. now but I do have wand uh called align me so it's a self-pleasure wand that comes with a manifestation practice mm. so guides you through self-pleasure and then how to manifest using that um otherwise i do ma- a sex magic with my one-on-ones which there's a couple of spots available but just recently i'll share some stories from like the last couple of weeks okay. so my friend well actually about a month ago i saved a photo on my instagram just like save someone's picture of this girl sitting at a cafe it was like a high-rise um building she's sitting in a restaurant in the city of sydney overlooking like the opera house and the harbour bridge and i was like this is amazing this is the kind of dining experiences i need in my life i'm gonna save that i'm gonna like maybe end up there one day 
two weeks later, my friend invites me to go stay at her hotel for the night. And in the morning, she's like, I want to surprise you. I'm taking you up to the restaurant for breakfast. We get there. I'm like, this looks so similar to the to a place I've got saved on my Instagram. I was like, let me show you. And she's like, babe, that's not similar. She's like, that's the restaurant that we're sitting in right now. Like, I didn't even know what for the name of the restaurant. I just saved the photo. I didn't really think about it. Not only was it the same restaurant, we're sitting on the same table. It's insane. And the photos are, like, identical. I was like, what is going on? Um, The same week was the new moon. Was it last week? The week before. Yeah. I always love to go swimming on the new moon. It's winter here, so it's freezing. But me and my friends are like, we're doing it anyway. Yeah. And we're outside, like, swimming. And I'm, like, telling my friends. I'm like, I'm manifesting being taken away on romantic, sexy getaways. Like, it's happening. It's already done. I've recently started seeing this guy. This was our third day. He messages me the next the next day and goes, have you heard of this hotel? I'm going to take you there for a sexy getaway. Three days later, I'm being away. I was like, this, it's insane. I'm like, there's some really powerful stuff going on right now. Or maybe yeah. it's just me. Maybe no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, and it's good to be aware of it both ways because it can be as high bad as a high good. And, like, because you were in that vibe state of what you talked about, you yeah. experienced all that, yeah. you know? And, and I haven't spoken about this much because I'm still trying to piece it together and how I believe it works. But I think there's almost, like, because I was grieving for so long and, have really kind of been like sitting face to face with death and mm. in such a dark it's almost like it's brought me more to life yeah because it made me realize how how special life is how like it's made me so grateful for being here and just made me realize how incredible life is so it's yeah. almost like it's like when you face fear go face to face with death like well, nothing makes you feel more alive than death right right yeah so kind of yeah. like that analogy where I'm like now I'm just like I feel so alive because I'm like this can all be taken away from me in a flash so like I'm gonna make the most of it yeah and how do you give yourself and tell me if this is going too deep um but how do you give yourself permission to kind of feel like that though because like something and to the day this day I struggle like, I know when I first arrived, and I was, like, in McDonald's, and I know, here I am, lingerie coach who does fitness in McDonald's, <laughs> let's skip over that part, but I'm, it's like, <laughs> listen, and when those french fries go to my curves, we're set, <laughs> but I had this moment where I looked up, and I could tell from the vibe, like, this is the kind of the place I was meant to be, but I was there by myself. And I had never pictured myself anywhere without my little brother. So I just started crying. Or, like, even a couple of months ago, I was at this thing. It was so beautiful that I just burst into tears because, like, legitimately my everything. And when people meet me, I want them to meet, like, my love for him versus the stuff kind of, like, surrounding his death. But I still hit every single moment of every single day. And I'm sure, like, you know... You have those Every moments day. too. Yeah. yeah. That's something else I have noticed is when I am experiencing these high peaks of pleasure and I'm really grateful for everything that's going on, the guilt does creep in. There's yeah. that guilt of like, how come I'm still here? Why do I get to experience all of this? And why like, why did he miss out? Yeah. And I can't speak too much on this, to be honest, because it's still so fresh and I'm still navigating it. Yeah. Um, 
But I guess what helps is me just thinking like he would want me to experience all of this. And there is a part of me, I've had like a few experiences where I felt like I've really connected with him and like he's still here. So my narrative and what I'm like telling myself is like he gets to experience this life indirectly through me. So all of my experiences are for us, not just for myself. Oh, that is beautiful. That's cool. I love Gosti. That's gorgeous. Because they're blood, right? So they're a part of us. They're still yes. here with us. And indirectly, I feel like we could be healing some of what they never got to heal or we could be experiencing some things that they never got to experience on behalf of them. And that's kind wow. of support. But the guilt that surrounds pleasure is something I'm still figuring out. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it's because, like, our depth of love, that's just another evidence of our proof of love to kind of catch us underneath it. Mm. You know? Mm. Like, I, my, my little brother loved to collect rocks, and he would always know which of the perfect rocks to, like, pick up. And he would put them into a measuring oh. cup. And one day I was just walking, and his name decided to be like, Saya! And this rock appeared at my feet in the shape of a heart. Like, yes, I sent the picture to my mom. So I firmly believe your brother and my brother, girl, they're legitimately, like, everywhere. Just instead of being, like, one place, now they're unlocked to, like, be everywhere. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I had a experience. I, um, I was doing a breathwork session, so I was just moving through, like, deeper layers of grief, allowing myself to feel everything that wanted to come up, but also connecting to my brother and afterwards, I sat there and I spoke out loud to him and I said, "I like, Charlie, I would love for you to bring me a sign. I want to know that you're safe. I want to know that you're happy. I want to know that you've found everything that you were searching for. And you know, you would normally think of a sign. You'd probably look around the room and be like, what can the sign be? Yeah. But it just dropped it. I was like, the sign's blue angel. And then I was like, this is weird. Like, what's a blue angel going to look like? Like, kind of was like doubting it a little bit. A month later... I'm on the beach where I live and this guy comes up to me and he says, oh, I was talking to my friend. He went out for dinner at Blue Angel. Like, it's a, it's a restaurant here. And I got full goosebumps. I was like, whoa. What? But then it gets weirder because I saw my friend after that and I was like, hey, babe, this is what happened. And she goes completely white. Her face is just, like, in shock. She puts her hand in her bag, says nothing, pulls out this little tiny blue angel, like – I think it's made of some sort of crystal. It's like white, blue angel. And she goes, I had a dream that this didn't belong to me anymore. I had to give it to a girl. I don't know why. She had to search her whole house to find it. She's been carrying it around in her bag. She said, it doesn't belong to me anymore. It belongs to someone else. I don't know why, but now I know it's yours. And then we sat there and we just bawled. Like, we just cried. It was like, wow. That's right. And then I came home and I was talking to him again, saying, thank you so much. Like, I'm so glad to know that you're okay. Like, it's really beautiful that you gave me this sign. Come to my angel cards and I'm shuffling them. All of a sudden, one of the cards flies out, hits the wall. I pick it up and it says, greetings from heaven. Your loved ones who have passed want you to know that they're safe. And the picture is an angel with blue wings. I know. It's like insane insane gives me the chills Asti. that's like beautiful in such a raw 
real truthful way. Mm-hmm. And know? it helps to know that they're still here, right? They will, they'll always be in our minds and in our hearts, but it's nice to feel like their soul, their energy is still with us in some way. Yeah. No, I completely, yeah, I completely, completely agree. And then, like, when you said, like, we're connected, I remember, like, um, and this didn't happen to him, but they say, like, sometimes, like, your heart will start to beat really fast right before you go, and then it will, like, stop. And so when yeah. his heart was beating really fast, he, like, leaned forward and clutched his heart. I'm like, I'm here, Sia. So I just held him to my heart, and I started breathing. This is the only time I've ever been able to do this, but I had, I was able to slow my heart beat so low and perhaps it helped because of, like, running and stuff, but, like, super, super low that he was able to kind of take that in. And I think kind of, like, we have to remember just, like, us connecting here on this call, wherever we walk within the world, we're all connected with the same heartbeat. And we resonate. And we have these beautiful energies. And, like, yes, yeah, sex magic is within for yourself. We also create that experience with everyone we meet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Emotional ages, right? Yes. And pick up on each other's energy. Yeah. 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 And it and being sensual in your body is such a big thing because in my healing process, I really learned how important this sensuality, like, really is. You uh-huh. know? And, okay. So, I feel like this whole conversation has been deep. <laughs> um. So, there's one last kind of deep part before we end it and put like the whipped cream and the cherry on it and everything and the sugar and the spice. Um, I don't even really know how to talk about this. Um, but Juneteenth was what today's the 21st, right? Today's the 21st. So Juneteenth was this Saturday, which um, was the first time it was put as a national holiday. I won't touch on that because that's kind of has all its own political things about it. But I know you're over in Australia. Essentially, it's a celebration of when I like to say people with cinnamon skin tones because I know someone else can't the word black. That wasn't me. Um, was told that they were free, but like two years after, they were already freed. Now, of course, my stance in it is like, we're free already, like enslaved versus enslaver are two type of different things, right? But I just kind of feel sad that it took an extra two years for that message to even be like released. <laughs> so yes, then there's other things that need to change, right? You can't just be like public holiday or like the state's been announced. Yeah. It's to be changed on bigger levels. Huge levels. Cause it's like, we're celebrating the fact that two years later my ancestors found out they were free are you kidding me like that's what we're gonna celebrate can we like (laughs) you know like but I have to honor the fact that like a whole group of it is like I guess it was the term black because most people do but like a whole group of people with cinnamon skin tones took their ownership back and they honor that celebration within themselves and my grandmother um who's really funny because she actually lived she was born in Texas, and so was my grandfather. They, um, she wrote me a story once through the lineage going out through my mom's, or through, not my mom's, through, because that's my grandmother and my dad's side, but, like, all the women on her side. And in uh, one of them, she, like, recapped what it would be like, you know, like, the year of Jubilee and, like, kind of that feelings. And this kind of, believe it or not, this ties into a Jubilee moment within our bodies. And um, this might take me a little minute to talk about 
But on June 18th, my body was like going through things and I couldn't really figure it out. And then I remembered what happened to me last year. So last year was right. Um, I didn't handle everything that went on, going on with Mr. Floyd very well. And my first moment of experiencing racism was when I was 11. And it was pretty bad. Like, I had people say everything from, like, ooh, why does she look that way? Because I always live in, like, predominantly Caucasian ways to, like, pulling up on a white pickup truck, point a gun at me, they had a Confederate flag, and tell me they were like, hang me from the tree. So, like, what <laughs> happened to Ahmed? Yeah, happened to me. Yeah, like, so what's coming out now? It happens to people, like, so much that that whole numbness, it's kind of like generations of numbness. But there's also, like, generations of sensuality. Um, I don't like to use the word power and strong just because I believe that's been used to dehumanize a group of people and to make things kind of okay. So there's kind of two different ways, and I may not be able to get into the second one right now. Um, But the last year, I was walking in my neighborhood, right? And the neighbors called the police on me. And when the police showed up, he was completely inappropriate. Um, He had me put my arms up in the air, threatened me, interrogated me. And, like, it was, I absolutely, like, it was an absolute miracle. Like, this is just literally, like, not even two weeks after I had seen everything go on with Mr. Floyd, right? And he would tell tell me, like, no one, yes, he said, like, no one knows where I am. He would try and, like trip me up, you know, and be like, go back on his words. Well, Leah, like, I told him I was going to do that and got a call. So why'd you say you're here again? Had his hand on the gun, everything. And when he pulled up, I was in my Pama gear, my Shekinah energy, right? Um, kind of think about the... Did you ever see the movie Hustlers? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, a Pama gear was, like, a group of saints in Brazil, right? That um, they come from, like, the women that are, like, shunned, but they're very, like, sexual in their pleasure. And before then, I had been talking with some of my girlfriends because in the feminine energy world, no one really touched on, like, racism, right? So I've been talking with that, and then I had, like, a thing going on with my, um, with my uh, family. And so I was in this energy, and the police didn't know how to take it. Like, the cop just had no idea. So he was just completely, like, kind of taken aback, where it allowed me to be in this present, allowed me to be in this central energy. And he had so much anger on the protest and what's happened to his police brethren that when he saw me by myself, I was his outlet to, like, let that out. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, not fully feel. He's pushing back. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally it. That's totally it. And the was a few days later, I had another incident happen with the police. So I was like, I have to move. Um, free for me because I'm going back there next week. I'm moving back to the same town. Um, even as Jehovah's Witness told me to go out. Yeah. But it's a long story short. So the first place, though, when I knew I had to move was I sent you a DM because I had ordered Heal Me. <laughs> I knew I was like, girl, hold my wand. <laughs> Until, yeah. Until I found a place to move. And then I had this video on Instagram. And it really meant a lot to me because I posted it just to show, like, 
black women could be sensual goddesses in their bodies. And your post commented like, oh, you're like, this is so sensual. And I don't think you even remember making that comment. But you've always been someone that I like looked up to. So to see someone who is so in her ownership make that comment meant a lot. So thank you. Well, that's the polarity again, like pleasure and pain, but you can also be really like strong and fiery, but also soft and sensual as well. We all hold the, yeah. both of those polarities. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And what would you say it feels to feel like that sensual energy within your body in every single moment, no matter where you are? I, for me, it's like a deep trust, just a deep like exhale breath, softening trust and... Mm. Yeah, trusting. Not yeah. trying to control everything, but just trusting, softening, and, and receiving. Wow. That's beautiful. Oh. Well, thank you yeah. for coming. Thanks for having me. This has been amazing. <laughs> this has been amazing. You are such a beautiful soul, and you're just so pure. Uh, it's thank just, you, beautiful. You light me up. Where can we find you? Where can we learn more about you? Uh, so you can look at my website is astymarie.com and my Instagram is asty.marie. And what is the one last thing you want every woman to know about themselves as goddesses? That you are perfect just the way that you are. Yes. Okay. And last, last question. For Asti, <laughs> let's say you're a lingerie collection because there's a lingerie pattern in every woman's bodies. What does yours feel like on your skin? Oh, I feel like it would be silky. Yes. Yes. Red, red silk, soft, sexy, sensual. Mm. Yes. Ah. Uh, okay, ladies. So this is our this is our silk lingerie prescription <laughs> from the gorgeous Asi Marie. <laughs> silky all the way around. Thank you for joining us. Have a beautiful day.